Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Preach, Care, Preach. We're Rashad. We are the prophets. Here's another episode, another sermon. Coming at you from 12 Ounce Sports Radio, Zingo TV, iHeart Radio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you can find us. Welcome to the show. What's going on, Rashad? What it do, man? Glad to be back. A lot of, a lot of things going on in the world right now, man. So, you know, social media's been basically in shambles man with everything going on but hopefully everybody's using their voice for a good cause and things like that yeah uh you know we, we we've been going through it uh as a as a nation as a country uh from you know city states and all that stuff like that man and it's it's you know it's it's kind of hard to to even think that we still going through this what 40 50 years later um uh, 40, 50, man, long in the well, yeah, yeah, of course. 400, I'll talk, yeah, yeah, you're right. 400 years of slavery, um, you know, 40, 50 years since Martin Luther King came through and, and, and we thought, hey, we're going to make progress. But we, it's like, I don't know if you saw what Shannon Sharp said this, but he was like, we started at the, the, the goal line. Now we only made it to the 50. We still have a long way to go. Um, but I do want to take a moment, Rashad, before we get into what we're talking about today. Uh, and, you know, as, as, as black men, uh, this, this, this message hit home a lot. Um, and it's really, and it's really just feel that we, we have been lucky. Like we lucky to have this platform, uh, to be able to talk about, uh, the podcast and, and, and do, do what we love. And, you know, our ancestors back then wasn't allowed to, to, to go through stuff like this or to have, to have the, to have no, the, these freedoms and these liberties. Right. Yeah, man, exactly. it's, a, it's a lot. So like we, I was, I would say, I would say I've been lucky um, dealing with clouds. I've been, I've been pulled over because, uh, um, I, I've been, I've been pulled over a lot of times. I, I, I worked, I worked really hard, uh, able to afford my own car. Um, uh, and, and I got pulled over and the guy was like, the cop was like, is this yours? And through, you know, minutes of changing, like going back and forth, I was lucky enough to get back in my car and drive home. Um, at one time I remember I was, I come home from work. It was about 3 AM in the morning. And I was I was lucky enough. Well, I, I got pulled over. Um, I, I guess you could say I was speeding a little bit. Uh, cop pulled me over. He's, he's I gave him my license. Uh, my birthday just had passed like a week before, and it just so happened I was lucky enough that we had the exact same birthday. So I was able to like 
get off. Finesse into a right. joke or something. <laughs> right. So so it was and, and you know I, I was lucky to go home that night, right? And I mean one time uh, uh me, me me and my homeboy uh at the at the basketball game, I was taking my niece home. Uh, she was a cheerleader, and I, I took took her home. And uh, I kind of I thought the light was green, but it was red. And once I realized it, I couldn't just like I stopped. But like, I couldn't go, you know, couldn't go in reverse in the middle of a, a traffic lane because I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. So you, you can't, you can't do that. So I, I just proceeded with caution and get on down low. Boop, boop, boop. Here come lights on, and psh, instantly, you know, my, my, you know, my heart kind of, oh my gosh, like what's, what's oh, about to happen? Oh, hey, go, going right to the to your stomach, boy. Hey, get I'm, no butterflies. I'm telling you. And so, and I was lucky. I was lucky that my niece was in the back seat because I feel like, who, you know, you never know what's going to happen, right? And I, I feel. At the end of the day, I was able to take her home, get home safe and sound. And I think for for the George Floyds, who were, wasn't as lucky as I was, uh, Trayvon Martin, who wasn't lucky to walk home from the store, uh, Breonna Taylor, who wasn't lucky enough to have peace at her own house, uh, Tamir Rice wasn't lucky enough to play as a kid. I, I think I think we've seen this way too many times, um, and it's and it's, it's it's hard to understand that a lot of people just don't understand the message and. And we've been lucky for sure. Like, like we sit here today, like go. We went to work and were able to come home, while so many others, uh, a lot of African Americans, like they just they just don't come home and they're not lucky. And I, I don't know. When I see a cop, I drive by. I get like a little sense sense, and I you know I feel weird. And and then when I keep on going, realize he's not come, coming for me, even though I'm I'm not doing nothing wrong. I'm like, whew, like, like thank thank God I I didn't. I, he didn't come after me. Weight off your shoulders. And I, I just think, man, it's like wherever we're going through, man, it's just uh, I hope we have we found a solution. It's gonna take a long time. But um it's it's just crazy, man. Just just thinking about like my thoughts doing all those times I got pulled over or seeing what you see videos on Twitter and stuff all day long. And it's like, damn, man, we like we lucky. Like <laughs> and it's 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 it's, it's, it's just crazy to feel that way. Yeah, you know, just in general, man, for everybody, it's a blessing to be able to leave your house and come back home. Like, you know, whether you're traveling, you know, that whole thing about arrive alive, you know, I think for everybody in general, in general, that's a underrated blessing. People don't appreciate enough, like just to get to work in one piece, to get back home in one piece, for your child to get to school in one piece, to get back home in one piece. I think that's the underrated blessing amongst all races, but... Like you're saying, man. In regards to us, man, you know, it's a, it's a whole lot of things going on, man, around the world, and what all we're seeing is what's being recorded and what's being reported. You know, right. that's we don't, you know, the first thing I can remember is the Rodney King, you know, his situation out there in California and the riots that ensued after that. Um, but like you mentioned, the Tamir Rice is the Trayvon Martin. Even th- some of those weren't on video, like the Trayvon Martin thing. It wasn't on video. We just had right. the sound bite of it. Um, but for the most part, you know, a lot of stuff now is, uh, I think Will Smith said it, man, racism isn't, um, you know, it's not that the newest, it's just being, re- being recorded now. So, you know, <laughs> ho- hopefully, hopefully everything that's going on now, we can, um, even with our platform, just inspire change, inspire people to, um, you know, love everybody as one. Right. So there's not all just police brutality like it's crazy you got rallies against police brutality but it's still occurring and i mean it's all over social media you can see all these 
whether it's in California, New York, Atlanta, uh, Baltimore, Minnesota, I I saw enough videos. Like it's it's almost like trauma, you know, trauma porn to a certain extent. I mean, how much you know these videos circulate, and you know, you just you're on social media, you can't help but see it. Right. But you know, but hopefully, um, a change will come. Some people will hopefully people are being held accountable for their actions. Hopefully we can get some better police training and things like that, just so um, our future generation of nieces, nephews, kids, things like that, they they don't have to walk around with that burden on their shoulder. Of, I gotta feel like I'm on my p's and q's at all times walking when I'm driving or, or dri- when, I'm, when I'm driving or walking, you know. So um, hopefully things can make a change, man. That's all. That's all it's about. Always progressing forward. But like Shannon said, long way to go, but. Uh, we had a we had a pretty good point right now, but the, the race is not done. Yeah, so we're just gonna take a moment a moment of silence uh, for those lives who were lost um, and through all the police brutality and, and maybe just and hopefully we 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 can find a solution. Um, if you if you it, nobody really has all the answers, but we come together as one, um, th- th- things will happen, and, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that we at, at some point we can get together and and, and move move along. Man, when you're when you're a kid, you know you don't have all these biases, things like that. Um, as a kid, man, you don't you don't see color, you don't see all these things. You just see a person. So, um, the the childlike innocence, man. Hopefully, as human beings, as adults, we can still some find way to maintain that. But with maturity of adults, just have that childlike innocence of not seeing certain things in the way that they are. Definitely. All right, man. So let's 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 move on to the show. Um, all right. So I, I kind of want to talk about uh, NBA. The uh, well, before we get into that, speaking on everything that's going on, these these athletes is coming out of nowhere. Like every day is like a new person is getting. Uh, I guess you want to say, you know, canceled or 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 whatever. And you got we had the Drew Brees falling out yesterday. He came to apologize. I mean, I don't know how that Zoom meeting went with the Saints organization, but um, some players seem to feel like, I mean, it was it was genuine, whatever. We wasn't there, so we don't know. You got the Jake Fromm, who's trying to make it to the NFL, coming out with texts from what, a year ago saying stuff, and and it's it, it's it's a it's a reason why it's a reason why in sports and all this is is we want to hear from the athletes. We want to hear because LeBron and KD said they would not shut up and dribble. But then you had the same lady saying Drew Brees deserves a, an opinion. So, is is, there, is everywhere? I just wanted to m- mention that before we move on. Hey man, for any athlete that is talking to their PR person or debating, making a statement, sometimes less said is best said. Change shut up and dribble to just shut up and donate because people see a donation, they're gonna be cool with that. Sometimes you don't need to say, nothing. well, you don't need to donate, like, even when you do, don't donate $50. Even when you say something, sometimes Virgil, oh, oh Virgil, sometimes, man, even when you do make a statement, people are gonna criticize your statement of, oh, that's not a good enough, or they're hedging right. their bit that ride. Field. Hey, forget shut up and dribble. Shut up, shut up and donate. 
You ain't got to say nothing. Just donate. People gonna see you believe in the cause by your donation, and you and you you at least be not criticized. Yeah, because Drew Brees fought that. That was everybody. Saints fans, you hear the the F Drew Brees chants in the streets of New Orleans. You you talk you talking about a guy who did a lot for Katrina, but it doesn't matter. Like it's the time. The times are not. It, it's it's the time is to be right and, and it is to say the right things and and to help. If you don't understand, to learn before you speak. I think that's 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 Man. a big thing right there too. Like, speak, please Man, educate you gotta, yourself. You got. You just got to read the room, man. That's all it was. He, he didn't read the room. <laughs> yeah, man. Crazy. Crazy as hell. Um, so before we get into what we're talking about today, NBA is back uh, starting to uh, end of July. We have 22 teams uh, who have a chance to fight out for a seating. Um, you know, guys who, uh, you know, Trevor Sports is, is sponsored by my bookie. So if you have your chance to, to finally bet on some games, uh, if you never used my bookie before, make sure you – Put promo code for the first time, 12 ounce sports in there, and you can get you a good deal, discount on everything. So um but I'm I'm excited. I know you're excited, man. Is uh and it's kinda like finally maybe we can get to a new norm, maybe. Man, place that place that bill on that championship, man. You might come up pretty big. I, I wanna see how the awards gonna play out. Are they gonna do an award ceremony? Are they just gonna honor the guys during the playoff, during the eight game play in? I'm just wondering how that's gonna go, pretty much. But I'm glad that they finally came to this season. Yeah, same, same here. Um, so we're going to do a uh, a profit a profit edition of what the Hall of Fame uh, should be, should do, uh, what we should see in the Hall of Fame, who we should see in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and we we we, t- we title it the the upper room. We own deck. Do you like baseball? We own deck. Own deck for what? For what the upper room? <laughs> you know what that is? The you know what that room, is? The upper room. Hey, that's one. Hey, that's one of my favorite. Uh, the goat. <laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes, man. Um, is the upper room? Uh, life. One of my favorite movies of all time. Um, the upper room. Uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, by us, um, we're going. We're going. We're going to start with the power forwards, um, and then and then we have time. We're going to go right into the centers, and we'll finish it up uh, within the following weeks with the small forwards, shooting guards, and point guards. Um, so so basically, we we need everybody to understand that the reason why we're doing this Hall of Fame, right, is because we we see a lot of people saying, "Man, is this guy a Hall of Famer? Is this guy a Hall of Famer?" And to me, so I, I want you to let you go first. What do you think the Hall of Fame means to you? Man, the Hall of Fame to me is the elites of the elites, the the greatest of the greatest, whether it's on one side of the ball, defensively, whether it's on the offensive side of the ball, whether it's round amount of rebound like Chuck, something like that. Just being the elite of the elite, one of the greatest of all time, uh, that's what it what it means to me. Yeah, I, I think it's right there. It's, it's about being, being the greatest um, – in your generation for for a good period of time um i don't think i i think people confuse the hall of fame with hall of good uh good with too too much we talk about you know uh we, we always address this in, in football nfl about frank gore um you know he's a good football player very uh, longevity plays a big part of his career you got guys like i mean i'm not saying he's not hall of fame either but you got guys like a vince carter who plays 20 years you got 
uh, Eli Manning who won Super Bowls, you know, and showed up in the big moments. But it's like, are these guys good and have Hall of Fame moments or are they truly Hall of Famers? So that's that's what we want to comb through and, and, and dig out through this through the steps um, of what we think the Upper Room Hall of Fame should actually look like, what the NBA should should separate from the Naismith Hall of Fame and come come about. So um, let's start with the Power Fours, man. Um, so we, we wanted to also make sure we point out that it started from the 77 NBA merger. So we're not so you we don't hear names like the Jerry West, the Elgin Baylors, the Bill Russells. It's because we started from '77 when the NBA started, not not with the ABA NBA merger um, right after that. So um, so if you don't hear if you don't hear somebody name an old head, don't don't be mad. We we're not disrespecting this time even <laughs> this time. <laughs> so uh, Rashad, let's let's uh, start off. No, with- yeah yeah you know that that era man. Yeah, that era was just crazy, man. Like we we value those guys from that era, but it's just right now we doing from the merger because that's when the all the best talent began to be under one roof. So yeah, seventy seven to the present day, who's in, who's out, who's on the cusp, who has the potential, and something else. Look, we only counting your NBA stuff, and if you want a gold medal, bronze medal, silver medal as a pro, we not counting the college stuff. So. When we get the small <laughs> forwards and you hear Melo, we not count the Syracuse ring. No. Uh, we not count Anthony Davis college ring. We only count your pro stats. And if you made the dream team, the redeem team, or something like that. You know, if you my new, you went and got that gold in uh 04 with, with Argentina, something like that. We we'll count that. But no college stuff, man. No college, no high school. Because <laughs> they be they be trying to count everything. Um yeah, so I think I, th- I think it's pretty easy. So we're going to the power force. Let's 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 go ahead and knock in who. And this is also a, a consensus Hall of Fame. So me and Rashad, we may have to convince convince each other that who should get in and who shouldn't. Um, so let's start off with the greatest power forward of all time to ever to ever grace the floor, uh, Mr. Fundamentals, Tim Duncan. I think that's a pretty easy one. Oh yeah, easy, easy. You talking about a five-time champion? Uh, 15-time All-Star, 15-time All-Defensive Team, 15 times All-NBA. I mean, you it's, he came in the NBA and dominated straight away. Well, in my in my opinion, one of the ten greatest of all time. Easily, one of, yeah, definitely top ten, definitely. Um, so he's he's shoe in number two. We got Kevin Garnett, who's also in the same actual Hall of Fame class as Tim Duncan. We talk about the big ticket. Mr. Uh, anything is possible, Kevin Garnett. Uh, also a 50-time All-Star, man. He got an MVP. One of the best sound bites ever. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one, too. Um, but, oh, boy, don't, don't go down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's funny, man. Um, hey, but this guy was – this guy, when you talk about, um, like, fierce competitor, you're talking about a guy who's going to bring his game all the time and, and not stop – uh, Kevin Garnett, man, from from Minnesota all the way to Boston, when he won a championship, you can't. It's it, it's hard to go against Kevin Garnett, man. The third guy we got oh, in, yeah. bit ticket. He got the name for a reason. The third guy we got in is uh, Carl Malone, um, the mailman. I mean, he. I mean, we we talked about you know him and John Stockton and, and Jerry Sloan, like they all intertwined together for, the, for their career and how many times they made the playoffs and. Him being a two-time MVP during the run of Michael Jordan, and um, 
getting seen to the finals twice. He may also made the finals with the Lakers. Uh, Carmelo, he didn't have a championship ring, but when you look at his resume, it's completely stacked, and uh, he's he's a shoe in. No argument from me. Uh, number four, man, Charles Barkley, Sir Charles uh, from the Dream Team in '92. You know, that that also helps him get in, but not, not even that, man. You're talking about a guy who's a a 22 and 11 guy easily every single year. Uh, he was the leading scorer on the Dream Team. He won the Finals MVP. Took his team to the finals. Um, he, I mean, Sir Charles is just a great personality on TV, which we don't count on this. But when he was on his, when he was on the Sixers, when he was on the Suns, and when he was on the Rockets, man, he was always in the playoffs and he made things happen. Uh, Charles Barkley, easy. One one of the best nicknames ever: the Round Mountain Rebound. <laughs> you talking about a guy like six five? Who played like he's seven two, man. You can't you can't beat it. Um and then uh Dirk Nowinski, man. Uh I think I think his his Hall of Fame will be will be in due time. He will actually get into the real Hall of Fame, but uh for us he's in now. And uh you're talking about a guy who put his team on his back, stayed in one one city the whole time, just like Tim Duncan did, and one of the best scores uh to grace the game. He he brought he brought the bridge gap for the for every team to find the next dirt. Uh, we talking about a guy who can stretch the floor in and out. Uh, Dirk Nowinski, man, shooting sh- 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 easy. Debatably, the second best power forward ever. Debatably, I would never put him there, but he's debatable. You can debate it. <laughs> uh, another shooting man, uh, Kevin McHale. Uh, you talking about part of the part of the Boston in the eighties? It was a reason why they was always up there. Of course, Larry Bird was on the team. We're talking about a guy who was two-way star, had one of the best, best moves ever, the up and under, that still can't be stopped today. Um, so Kevin McHale, six-time all-defensive team, seven-time all-star uh, with the Boston Celtics. Uh, plenty, plenty of championships uh, in, on his resume as well. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, and then another guy, man. Um, one of my favorites, Mr. Paul Gasol, um, dominant in music. Memphis took the Grizzlies. They wasn't like a one or two seed one time, and and once he came on to the Lakers, man, his everything about him just blew up. Um, you talking about a guy? Right, he's still he's still playing in the NBA, but to me, he been out this whole season foot injury. I think he's pretty much done. I think he's trying to stay in shape for the Olympics that he thought was going to happen. Man, yo. Powell's done two years ago, bro. Like, Powell's low-key done on the Spurs, man. Powell's finished, man. Powell, he was finished, but he's one of the greatest power forwards I've ever seen play. Um, and he has the versatility, versatility just like Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett to play the center position, um, which which is very, very highly in my in my ranking. So, uh, Paul Gasol, definitely shoe in. Oh, yeah. One of the most skilled guys ever, man. Um, and another guy, uh, no-brainer, our last one, no-brainer decision. Nickname the worm, Dennis Rodman. Uh, one of the worst nicknames, though. <laughs> but you talk about a guy who, man, he was a bad boy to start it off, and then, and at the end, I mean, one of the best rebounders to ever play the game. You talking about a guy who led led the rebounding like in this era and after the '77s without the Bill Russells and Will, who averaged 25 and 30 rebounds. This guy was getting 16, like it was nothing, and he's not seven foot. Like that's that's crazy as it is. Um, so Dennis Robin, uh, you know, off the court man, Carmen Electra, you know, bro, <laughs> a, a goat, 
off and on the court, man. <laughs> Come on, man. The, the, the lifestyle dude lived, the, the things he's done, man, and to still be able to produce at a high level, come on. Yes. You got to give it up. You got to give a salute yes, to definitely. the worm, Dennis Rodman. Shout out Dennis Five-time Rodman. champion? Come on, man. Five rings, 17, seven-time rebounding champ. Seven? You let the league rebound seven straight times. Oh, not straight times, but seven times. You can't. Man, eight, eight times all defense, two-time defensive player of the year. I mean, come on. Who, who cares about the offensive end when you produce it like this on the defensive end? Exactly. You're talking about the one of the greatest, if not the greatest, defensive player of all time. So those are our shoe wins for the power forward. Um, there, there was only eight guys. So now we're getting to the nitty gritty uh, of what's going on. So let's start. Let's let's start with the guys that that's, that's not playing, that's not that's done playing, retired, and let's see where we think they are. Um, so we got we got what four or five? Four, four, four or five guys that's that's retired. That you know that that's questionable. Okay, so let's start with this. One of my favorite players. Uh, to at, at the power forward position, C Web. So oh yeah. So C Web, we know him from the Warriors. The guy he got traded for Penny on draft night. Uh, dominant with the Kings. Uh, yes, could, just couldn't get past Shaq and Kobe. Couldn't get past Tim Duncan. Uh, but Chris Webber, man, what are your thoughts on Chris Webber making it into the upper room Hall of Fame? When you're talking about the elites of the elites. Well, the case for Mr. C Web is five-time All Star. Uh, five-time All-NBA, uh, one-time rebounding champion. And then I look at, you know, situations and what guys do. So drafted, like you said, by the Magic, but ultimately traded for Penny. That's how Penny ended up with Shaq. C. Webb went to the Warriors. He didn't really fit what Dunn – no, he fit, but he didn't fit what Dunn doesn't want to do, but they still make the playoffs. He goes to, at the time, the Washington Bullets in a trade. Him and Jawan Howard lead the Bullets to the playoffs. And, of course, he goes on to the Kings, and he's in his prime form then, and he's putting up major numbers. He's right there on par with our consensus of Duncan, KG, Dirt. He, he's right there in that era balling with those guys. And, of course, Powell came in around that, I think, 2001 draft. So uh, he got a little bit of power in his prime. So, I mean, when you're making all-NBA, you're in MVP consideration amongst those guys that we just mentioned earlier. Uh, he has a pretty uh, pretty strong case. He has multiple years of, you know, averaging double-doubles, averaging over 20-something points a game. So, And his skill set, very diverse. He can bring the ball to court, mid-range, athletic freak. So, uh, <laughs> strong case for, for C-Web. Yeah, see, a good thing that's, that's working working for C-Web this time is we're not including college, so that timeout, you know, is it's, it's, it's nipped in the bud. Uh, <laughs> uh, but C-Web, man, I, I think I – think, was was will get lost with C Web is is the fact that people don't think he is a winner, and I I think that you you have to look at everybody's situation differently, and it is a case by case situation. And you have you, we we do set the baseline. So so we talked about you know him being on the, on the upper echelon during the time with Tim Duncan, Garnett, and and Nowinski was all around. I mean C Web could go toe to toe with those guys, and he was in the All Stars. Uh, as a starter, a couple couple times, and, and being right alongside the, the the Duncans and the Garnets, and when you talk about the only thing he doesn't have on the resume is the championship, and I, and it's like, okay, okay, is it his fault? Could it have been? I mean, you think about the the one of the biggest shots ever from Robert Ory against the Kings. The Kings was going up in that series, and that Lakers probably would have been out of there, and 
Vlade fought tapping the ball, grab the ball, man. <laughs> you try to keep away from from, from Big Shaq, man. Cause, uh, but uh, but uh, see see what man. I I think I think I I would put him in our upper echelon because I mean everywhere he went, he was a star. And, and if he if him and Iverson got together, like during more most of his prime, you talk about a team that they just need those two, and they would have been in the NBA Finals more than just once. You know. He's right there on like that, you know, we got our tier ones, but he's right there on that, right there with Powell because Powell has the six All-Stars, four All-NBAs, and C-Whip has five All-Stars, five All-NBAs. So they are similar in that aspect, but the separator is Powell with those two championships. And, you know, Tim, KG, Malone, Barkley, Dirk, they all won, um, except for Charles, they all won titles and MVP. But see, Webb doesn't have a title or MVP, so I think people, like you said, knocking for that. But um, right. if I, if I'm casting my ballot, I'm voting for C. Webb, man. I think he deserves to be in the upper echelon, the upper room of the Hall of Fame. All right, well, C. Webb, welcome in as the ninth edition uh, to 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 the powerful Hall of Fame of the upper room. All right, so we so we we set a baseline right there for for letting C. Webb in. So let's talk about some other guys. Um, let's talk let's talk about a guy who has a championship ring and. And not just one, but two. Uh, Chris Bosh, uh, Toronto Raptors, Miami Heat uh, legend, eleven-time uh, All-Star. If it wasn't for the 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 the, uh, the the condition he got with the uh, blood clots, yeah, blood clots, yeah. If it wasn't Terrible. for if it wasn't for that, I mean, we talk about a guy who he may be still he might around. Be in the league right now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and he might be, and he and whether whether and we, we talk about this, we talk about the longevity part, like like whether. He was an uh uh from his tier being great. Was he a straight Hall of Famer then, or or is he more of a Hall of Famer if he was able to stay long like Gasol and and, and other guys who you know wh- whether you just, you know just accumulate stats on, on your resume? And Chris Bosh, nineteen points a game, uh, nine rebounds uh, a game. But you're talking about him being very unselfish coming to Miami when he was a a, a dominant per- player in Toronto. Toronto, hey, I know Chris Bosh. Wouldn't, wouldn't change anything that in his career, but do you think just just off off the ball, you think Chris Bosh would have got in not got in, but you think the Raptors would have been a problem if he had waited for the Rosen to grow up? Hey, I'm Mike, and this year, thanks to Metro, nothing's getting between me and my holidays. As a rideshare driver, I know a thing or two about going the extra mile, and Metro's helping me go even further. Metro covered the switching fees and gave me and the family high-speed data for only $25 a line for four lines. Plus, we scored four free Galaxy phones from Metro just for switching. Now, we can all get in the holiday spirit streaming our favorite tunes and ring in the new year over video chat with family and friends. You work hard. Switching to Metro isn't. This season, there's zero fees to switch. And right now, enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines, plus four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. I'm Mike, and that's how I rule my holiday with Metro. Plus device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See Metro by T-Mobile.com. Probably not a... Major, I won't say a problem. They would have been definitely a solid team in the East, um, but you never know how it goes for guys. You know, does one guy want to be the man, or right. you know that, that 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 alpha male, the ego thing, like who that 
that crazy debate to me of whose team is it. I hate that debate. So you have to deal with that kind of stuff. And then, of course, uh, Kyle Lowry, what role did he play? So, you know, you never know how they do the roster because, of course, at that time, Masai wasn't there yet. So you never know what, yeah. what plays out. But they would have probably definitely been a consistent uh, three to – I was going to say four to six, but somewhere between three to six seed in the East more than likely because the Rosen and Lowry did it. So, of course, when you got an all-star in Bosch, I think three to six seed in the East perennially. Do you let Chris Bosch in the Upper Room Hall of Fame? What's his case? Uh, the case for Chris Bosch. All right, 11-time All-Star, two-time champion. But when you're looking at um, All-NBA, only made one All-NBA. But he does have a couple of seasons. Well, I won't say a couple. I won't say them short like that. In his Toronto years, he did average 20, over 20, over 22, actually, for, you know, five to six years. Then, of course, with Miami, his role changed. Um, so when you look at just his Miami tenure, he was averaging 18 and 7. So solid career numbers-wise, um, but it's just that thing of the numbers are there, but I value like all NBA, and at certain points he wasn't considered one of the six best forwards in the league. So and you can say that's because, well, he's at a time where he's the third option. So there's LeBron, there's KD's, Melo's making it. Right. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge made it a couple of times, Blake Griffin a couple of times. So he's going up against those guys. So his resume is lacking because he's the third guy. So Bron and Wake and all the attention. But if I'm voting, man, I'll give Chris Bosch my vote for the Hall of Fame, for the upper room, the upper echelon of the Hall of Fame. Because see – my thing is what you're talking about being being the best guy. So so even even when he was in Toronto, like he wasn't able to get multiple All NBAs. Because you know you you talk about Aldridge, and we talk about we'll talk about Blake Griffin soon, and and another guy like they have at least four to five. And, and you're talking about being like you said being the top six. And 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 I do know it's it's kind of hard to be a to be to make an All NBA when you have the likes of LeBron James, Durant, and and you got Melo ruining things, and you talk about uh, Tim Duncan still being around, Garnett still being around all through, you know, all throughout Chris Bosh's career uh, among Blake Griffins and all all these guys are in his, in his career. So it's kind of like, do we knock him for not being better than them guys consistently, or or is it like, well, if, it, if this was any other time when the position wasn't so dominated, he would have all the accolades. Well, I'm, I'm gonna have to throw your point in the, the thing that. Me, you talk about all the time. You hate it a lot. Chris Bosh lacks more All NBAs because in his prime as a solo act, he wasn't winning. And I know you hate when guys All Stars, All NBAs get decided by their winning or losing situation. So I think only making the playoffs twice in Toronto hurts him on the All NBA side. And then you go to Miami to actually start winning. <laughs> you 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 the third option. So now right. you know you really couldn't. You really couldn't catch a break on either side except for still making an all-star and still getting those two rings. So I think that's the case, uh, you know, that we can point to of why he should be in on the lack of all NBA nods. But he has my vote. I would vote him in. Because, see, it just, for me, I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, man, it's like the trajectory was there for him to make the Hall of Fame. I would, and if, we, if we're talking about a young Chris Bosh in Toronto, I would say the way he's going, he's a he's a no-brainer. Hall of Fame, and it's kind of like going to Miami. He made his line go down, and I don't know. And, and to me, uh, 
I know, I know a lot of people. Well, like everybody loved Dwayne Wade, right? And I, they, everybody hate to say it that he was on the way down when LeBron was there. People Same hate people, and they, they don't understand that part. But it's kind of like the the is it, the reason why if Chris Bosh there. So Chris Bosh, yeah, we, we want to talk about Ray Allen saved LeBron so much, but we we always had the debate about about, about that game. But Chris Bosh did get that rebound. Chris Bosh was there at big moments. He was there on the biggest stage, doing it with doing it versus the greatest guys on the biggest stage. And I think, and I, it's, it's kind of like, okay, well, wouldn't he have, would he have gotten there if he wasn't with LeBron? And he probably would wouldn't have. Um, and I think, and I think it's that's what that's what's kind of it's kind of iffy because you talk about Tim Duncan, Garnett. Garnett was more in, in his later years, but his his solo act was so dominant. Charles Barkley's solo act was so dominant. Even Chris Webber's solo act was so dominant um, during his time. And it's like, Chris Bosh, did we not get enough of a solo act to to determine you know, where he stands? Um, I mean, I think so. I mean, he had his last five years in Toronto, he averaged 22.8 points, 9.9 rebounds, 50% field goal, uh, and 81% from the free throw line. And that's just in his last five years when he started making All-Star. So his five All-Star years in Toronto, those were his numbers. I mean – so you kind of see what kind of pace he was on had right. he stayed a solo act. What was his numbers uh, uh, once once LeBron James left? Because I mean, oh, he didn't play what what one or two seasons after LeBron. Yeah, so, uh, they lost the the fourteen championships. So his two years without LeBron, he averaged twenty one seven and two assists. Then, but he only played forty four games that year. And then the next year, uh, nineteen and seven, and he played fifty three games that year. See, and this this is why I was kind of threatening. I, I maybe maybe I wish to move on and come back uh, to Chris Bosh for my vote because I, I'm I'm having <laughs> I'm having conflicting issues, man. Like he needs to be in, but it's like if we let him in, do we open a box? But you, but you know what they say, man. Like if you got to think about it, they not in. But I think he's in. Um, but you know if you, if you got to think about it, he probably not in. All right, so let's come back. Let, let's come back. Let, let's let's set some more baselines and let me see if he can get in there. All right, Amari Stoudemire. Uh, does he belong in the upper room? The case for Amari is a six-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA. He was a part of those great Suns teams with Steve Nash, Sean Marion. Um, but to me, I'll just go ahead and answer right now. He's not in the Hall of Fame. All right, so it is so it's get it's Stoudemire not getting in is because he didn't have he didn't get to the championship, or 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 how how are you rating that? Because he does have the five All NBA during a time where you had the Tim Duncan and Garnett's at at the peak of their powers. And look, yeah, like he he was getting All NBA at the same time. Bosch, you know, Bosch was in the league too, so like you could hold that against Bosch. Like, but to me, that's where it comes in. They have very similar skill sets. But at the same time, it's that thing of situation. He's on the Suns with Steve Nash, Sean Marion. I mean, Bosch was in Toronto. Vince Carter's out of there. The Rosen hasn't emerged yet. You're really the only guy there. So, right. Okay. Uh, different situation plays a part. But, um, you know, six-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, 2003 Rookie of the Year. Um, but I, I can't put Amari in. Uh, a good quality year in 05, 26-9. Uh, quality year in 07, 20 and 9, same thing 08, uh, 25 and 9. He got hurt in 2009, but still was an all star 21 and 8. 
23 and 8 his last year in Phoenix, and then he went 25 and 8 with the Knicks. But after that, he was declining. So just because he's his sample size is so short, and we actually got to see Bosch get more longevity, that's why I would give Bosch the nod over Amari. Okay, I mean, I I can understand that because you, so you're saying basically if if Chris Bosch was blessed with a uh, Nash in Toronto, you talk about how great Chris Bosch already had a great solo act alone with Nash would have been, or with Mike, Mike D'Antoni's system to give you more options, giving you more, give you more time with the ball. I, I can see that point. Um, I, I think to me, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, so Stoudemire would be in that category of Chris Webber. where you are looking at, okay, can he meet that Chris Webber bar? And I think, and I don't know. I don't think Amari Stoudemire was his, I don't think his peak powers could, could match Chris Webber's. Like when you talk about versus Tim Duncan and KG, I w- I don't think Chris Webber was ever went into the game and was like they're better than me. And you and at the time, even in the early two thousands, like it's not like it's not like okay, Tim Tim Duncan is there. I, you know I gotta bring my A game obviously, but it's like I don't think Chris Chris Webber's A game was so far from Tim Duncan's at that early early two thousand stage. And I don't think Stoudemire ever had that when you're talking about. During his during his time with everybody else, and you're right, everybody does benefit off that D'Antoni system. Um, so it, it, it's kind it's kind of it's kind of hard to, to to put him in. Um, so I would I was I would agree with you. Mario Stoudemire would not be in. So so basically, if if me and Rashad don't put somebody in, they can't make it. They got to have two two out of two votes. It's, it's only it's a small it's, it's a small voting panel, man. <laughs> so Mario Stoudemire does not get to the upper room. So what about this last guy who's retired? Um, Sean Kemp, um, a, part of a dynamic duo who made the finals in the nineties. Um, I, I just keep it easy, man. I don't think he has enough. Um, I think Sean Kemp is probably one of the most overrated players, um, especially at power forward. I mean, we talk about his dunks and stuff, but that's not going, that's not going to impress me. Uh, six time all-star, three time all NBA, but for career number wise, only averaging 15 and eight. Uh, you can't be in my upper room. Yeah, those he played on some great Sonics teams, had a good quality year with the Cavs, and then it all kind of just spiraled downhill. And he was at a prime age too. Like, I mean, he was on the Cavs at twenty eight. So, like, you know, you thought he got plenty more game left <laughs> to build his, build his credentials up. But unfortunately, it all went downhill, man. Um, he had some good years, like you said, those six All Stars, three time All NBA with the Sonics, and they won a lot of games during that time. Um, but just on, you know, just the sheer numbers and not enough sample size. Uh, similar to Amari, uh, Sean Kent would not get my vote to the Hall of Fame. He he would not be in my upper echelon. All right, I'm still I'm still pondering on my on my uh, Chris Bosh decision. So let's go into guys who are currently in the NBA. Um, so I'm, I'm just gonna name all four of them, and we can talk about them. Um, Blake Griffin, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, Kevin Love, and Draymond Green. Um, when you talk about elites, can can they? You, you think you think them getting in uh, deteriorates our our Hall of Fame? Uh, this might be a surprise, but based upon the the baseline that's already kind of been set of these four. Um, I would give Draymond Green the biggest edge to make this Hall of Fame. 
you know, ours as well as the the Naismith. But for ours, man, when you look at his resume and then you go back and look at Dennis Rodman's, it's pretty daggone close. So uh, Draymond is what three time All Star, three three championships, Defensive Player of the Year, still champion, five time All Defensive and two time All NBA. Uh, that's right up there with. With Dennis, Dennis two-time all in there. Dennis eight-time defensive. Draymond's at five and still has more game to go. Um, he doesn't have the rebounding titles, but he does have the defensive player of the year. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but he's not. <laughs> you funny. Draymond got me choked up, man. <laughs> Getting choked up talking about Draymond. But uh, his resume is similar to Dennis, man. So. Uh, based upon that that baseline that's been set, I would say Draymond has to be in. He has the best case out of him, Aldridge, Blake, and Kevin Love. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that we didn't bring. See, letting Amari Stoudemire in, I, I think that opened the door for Aldridge and for Blake Griffin. Um, for for those two guys, I mean, you talking about battle of you talking about consistency from Lamarcus Aldridge, and I and I think that's where that's why we're doing this because he's not a he's not a Hall of Famer. But he's definitely, when you talk about the Hall of Good of guys who can be consistently good for a, a long time. Long period of time, yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge is the is the face, almost, <laughs> of that. Like, he's on the, rock, my, the Mount Rushmore of that. Like, he's up my there. Boy's, my, my boy's steady, man. <laughs> yeah. From, from the Blazers to the Spurs, he's steady. He, he'll get you 18 and 9. Hey, consistently. And, and the thing about it is, he will make an all-NBA team. He will make an all-star team. He'd be like, why? And you and you, when you watch him play, man, he's one, like, you talking about, a, a guy who can knock down the, the mid-range jump shots. He can do the dirty work inside. He don't want to play center, but he can if he has to. And like I said, I think that to me that holds a little weight. Um, but Aldridge definitely is on the is on the hall of good. Uh, Blake Griffin. Blake Blake Griffin. Name, name wise, name, Blake Griffin's a hall of fame. <laughs> right, right. But when you talk, when you don't add it in college, uh, and when you when you don't just think about him dunking, um, same as Sean Kemp. But Blake Griffin, I, I think. What cost him for him not to get his nod is the injuries, because this this Blake Griffin can shoot threes now. This Blake Griffin, man. <laughs> this Blake Griffin is nasty, but he can't play. Bro, Dr- he can't stay healthy. I'm gonna say it's right. Like Draymond and Blake, they both had that, that crazy skill set of their power forwards playing power forward, but they both can pass. Yes, like, that's that's key. Like like Blake has been averaging four or five assists at that time of his career. Yeah, and I think I think Blake Griffin. If healthy, can still find his way to make to make the upper up room Hall of Fame. But I think, I think right now, talking about right now, and can he get his trajectory? I don't think he's there anymore because of because of the injuries and he because he can't show showcase his talent anymore at a high level. And of course, he can he can you show can you show that in the playoffs? And that's what he's always going to lack. And going from L.A., losing Chris Paul and all them, going to Detroit. You would think it'd be easy for him to get into the playoffs, but got hurt again. So it's kind of like, man, come on, stay healthy. Maybe we can get bring you back to that stage. Um, and your Draymond point, I, I, excuse me, I, I'm I'm struggling. Only 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 reason why because see with Dennis Rodman, we saw him change teams, and I, I will say this. All right, let me stop. Draymond Green, if you're talking about greatest glue guys of all time, he's top five, no question. When you talk about bringing like. Him being on the Warriors is the reason why the Warriors do, do have championships. As far as like Curry's not the leader, Clay's not the leader. Somebody got to be. Somebody got to talk. And we talk about talking. He's up there with Kevin Garnett. 
and we talk about def- defensive. He's up. He's up there with Tim Duncan as far as being a a great defender on the team, the best fit on the team, and him being a power forward ish guy who can guard centers. He can guard small forwards. He can he can maybe shut down a shooting guard every now and then. Okay, this guy is great, and I, but I think I think right now what's holding me back, and maybe you can convince me, is the fact that the rebounds like so he's elite. He's elite as a defender, but it's like. What else is he giving me besides the leadership and the defense? And I don't, I don't know if, I, if I don't know if I'm putting his defense on a Dennis Robin level. I don't know. Con- con- convince me and get Draymond Green in here. I mean, defensively, they they do similar things just in different ways. Like Dennis is more of a, you know, energizer bunny versus Draymond. He's more in, in the league of in, in, in the league of versatility. He's major key. Like they can play guys off the floor. They can play. He can. His what he can do can play a Capella, a Gobert off the floor. You know, okay. he can, you know, passing wise, he can initiate the offense. Dennis went touching the ball, initiating the offense. Like Draymond is way better passer. If you get him going, he can hit a couple threes. Like in, in the playoffs against Bron, you know, he has a couple games where like Draymond he go crazy. is winning. He went crazy. Dray- yeah, okay. Dray- Draymond? <laughs> so like All right. you know. Skill set wise, resume and the resume similar to this, you know, we already said that. But skill set wise, he can get you a triple single, or he can get you a 10 10 10 triple double. Hey, shout out to uh, shout out to shout OG, out to Charles. hey, shout out to OG Charles, man, because <laughs> he, you're right, he, he can actually get you a triple I, I, double. I need man. that sound like right now, man. He had this <laughs> usual triple, he had this usual triple single, <laughs> and then Shaq just make it worse. Shaq got to laugh at that, man, because that's, that's hilarious. That's crazy to say. Uh, but you know what? Forget it, man. Draymond, get in there, man. Get in there. You 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 made it to the upper room. Rashad did convince me. I do like the fact that he you bring up the versatility point about him being to start the offense. Uh, the offense can run through him, whether he, as long as you got the scores around him, he can do everything else. Um, and I think I think already being a five time All Defense, he's 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 got that. Um, What's that? What's that? That that respect around the league that he always he's going to be at least a ten time All Defensive Player, uh, which which will put him past Dennis Rodman. Like in three more years, you don't think Draymond will make it? Like he can make the he can he can tie Dennis Rodman pretty soon. He he, he should get at least two more. Like just prime wise, right? And war, Warriors run wise, he should get at least two more. Tony Allen got one. He wasn't even on prime, so yeah, Draymond can get one. Um, so yeah, all right. So before before we hit commercial, uh, let's talk about Kevin Love. Um, and then after the commercial, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give y'all my answer on on Chris Bosh and uh and Kevin Love. So, Kevin Love, five time All Star, one champ, one time champ with the Cavaliers, um, most improved player, two time All NBA. Um, you talking about a guy who did the same thing similar to Chris Bosh? And I think and I think Chris Bosh and Kevin Love are very similar in this in this facet to where they were not they were not winning as much. Kevin Love, not at all. But you're talking about stat-wise, they were on the trajectory to be one of the greatest to ever play the position. But then you go team up with LeBron and you take that step back and you take that role of the third guy. And for whatever reason, everybody loves Chris Bosh, but they don't seem to love Kevin Love. No pun intended. And I'm one, and, and I'm one of those people. All right. because <laughs> Explain it. Bro, Explain it. Preach it to me. Man, bro. Kevin Love been in the league twelve years. The only time he ever made the playoffs was playing with LeBron. 
So if he's if LeBron ain't standing beside him, he's not in the playoffs. So so all right. So you so you gonna blame Kevin Love because his GM decided to draft Johnny Flynn and Rick Rubio instead of Steph Curry? I'm not blaming him for that. <laughs> I, 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 Kevin Love has perennially been. I mean, Kelly Olynyk instant aside, he's been perennially unhealthy. I mean, he's only played the, the most amount of games he's played. He's played 77, 77, 75, 73. He, he played in 81 his rookie year, but only started 37. So, for the most part, he going to get you 60 games a year. That's about it. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, that's cool and all, but I prefer healthy guys. His skill set is there. You know, he can shoot the three. He can rebound. But he does not provide a whole lot on the defensive end. Granted, he got to stop against Stephen Curry in the finals, which was still fault for not going around him. He had the speed to go around him. But besides that one stop, <laughs> uh Kevin Love has only averaged over 23 times. And I'm not saying that lightly because, again, 20 in any sport, any level of basketball is elite. But he has uh, his last year in Minnesota, 26. Um, 2012 was the lockout year. Uh, he got 26 that year, 26 and 13. And the year before that, 2011, he was 20 and 15. 20 points, 15 boards, let the league in rebounds. But uh, I just can't put Kevin Love in um, as a Timberwolf, nineteen and twelve. As a Cavs, seventeen and ten. I mean, <laughs> I'm not giving. I'm not giving Kevin Love the nod, man. Not a, not enough success. If he didn't go to the Cavs, he would just be a stat guy. I hope while we were on commercial break, everybody was checking out Twelve on Sports to get you a T-shirt, get you a nice polo, use the code Twelve on Sports, get you a discount on that that bad boy. Quench your sports thirst. 12 on sports radio, baby. <laughs> you funny. I like I like it. I like it. Um, Kevin Love. Come on, man. He was every 26 and 14 in Minnesota. And he had to take a not not all right. So the way way was going down. This this is my little spiel. I'm gonna see if I can convince you. Way was going down, so Bosch was able to stay up. Right? But when Kevin Love went from to to Minnesota Cavaliers, he had to play with Kyrie, who wanted to shoot all the shots. It's a difference. That I think I think this big three versus the mine big three was Kyrie was on ascension, was going up, and Kevin Love had not take he had to take not two steps, but three steps back. And that's why you see him not get the love for Kevin anymore. Man, if I'm gonna let Kevin Love in, I gotta let Lamarcus Aldridge in, bro. Like they, to me, they on the, to me they're on the same level. I gotta if I'm gonna let if I'm gonna let Kevin Love, I gotta let Amari in. We talking about? Some, I mean, um, Amari Prime was better than Kevin Love Prime. We talking? Look, you they talk both, about they guy. Play, you know, situation wise was different, but they both played with great players. Amari just didn't get the championship. All right, that's fine. All right, Kevin Love. I'm sorry, I tried to give him a shot. He won't. He won't bite. So Kevin Love will not make it. Chris Bosh, man. I think I might need another week to think about this. <laughs> um, damn, I, I just I, I think I might have to do it. Right, I might I might have to vote no, just be, just because I, I think he's so similar to everybody else that we talked about. Um, like I think he's so similar to, to Stoudemire, Love, and Aldridge that that he, I think his solo act wasn't long enough, and and, and that's what I'm gonna knock him for. Let them all in and keep them all out. So hey, you you stand with your baseline and. Uh, just on the guys on the rise, Siakam and Porzingis, I think trajectory-wise, they are on the path to becoming future Hall of Famers to get into the upper room. But right now, not enough sample size. Right. You know, Siakam has his, has his championship most improved player. 
Um, sample size wise, twenty four eight and four this year, man. Man, crazy. <laughs> so so project no projecting those guys could be in his convo for sure in about eight to ten years. But we got two guys, man, who let's see if they retire today. Would we say you are in the Prophets Upper Room Hall of Fame? Anthony Davis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. What do you think, Kev? Yes, and hell yes. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm going with because these two guys. All right, so we, we, we know that wings win rings. And man, we, these guys beast mode, man. man these these two mode. guys can do anything. And that's and that's the problem. Like we know Davis, his neck, his uh, his leg thing is like the Griffins of the injuries a little bit, but he still plays eighty plus percent of his games. And Giannis, we know that the the shot got to come, but they, uh, Giannis has gotten better every single year. And scary. And this year alone, I mean, over what? How many? Thirty points at least. He's getting like 13, 14 rebounds. He can pass the ball. He can play. He, he's one of the best defenders in the league. He's six eleven, but can play one through five. I just you talk you talk Nasty. you talking about a guy who, okay, Kareem had Oscar Robinson. He might he, and Giannis may not ever get an Oscar Robinson in Milwaukee, but Giannis can put Milwaukee in a in a prime position this year, being the best player in the East to win a championship. Whether whether he can beat LA teams or not. He, he has the opportunity to do what Kawhi did last year and win one for a franchise who haven't won in so long. And he do that right there. Not only does he make the Upper Room Hall of Fame, man, this guy, he's going straight to number six <laughs> if he wins championship this hey, year. Straight to number six hey, all the time. For, for, yo, if Giannis retired today, he definitely in. Because, look, he going to probably add – not probably. He will add another All-NBA nod, so that'll be four. He should add another All-Defensive nod, that'll be three. And he's gonna probably add up MVP. That'll be two. So <laughs> and how old I mean, is he? Like 24, 25? Like this? He, he, he's 25. So I mean, <sighs> I look at this. Like how we, we were just talking about Kevin Love Prime, Amari's Prime, these guys Prime. Look, Giannis in his four years as an all-star is averaging 26.5 points, 11 boards, five and a half assists, 1.4 steals, 1.5 blocks. This dude, and he's not even done yet. He he ain't even got a consistent <laughs> jump shot yet. He ain't even got a consistent jump shot yet, and he ain't even hit 27, 28 yet. So, Giannis, if you retire right now, on resume alone, he's in. And, of course, the brow. I got to get my boy the brow nut, man. Seven-time all-star, three-time block champion, three-time all-defensive, three-time all-NBA. He should add another all-NBA nod. And I think at some point, if not this year, he will win at least one Defensive Player of the Year award. I mean, the, the Brown, man, I got to put him in there. Yeah, Dave, Davis. Well, I mean, he's basically KG and Duncan put together. Right. If KG and Duncan had a baby, they produce Anthony Davis. If y'all mean and Tim Duncan had a baby, Giannis? <laughs> I don't know what Giannis is to be. Like, he's man of us boys. But you're talking about Davis who, like, I know we're talking about winning, and, and, and that's where a lot of things get lost. Only got two minutes left, but he, he – he can do everything in New Orleans. He was the guy, and he had no help until Drew Holiday was on the rise. And now that you and see him, came. right? And now that you see him with the Lakers, and you see him, he, okay, he leading the team in scoring, the most rebounds on the team, the most blocks, the most steals. The only thing he don't everything everything, everything except assists. Assist. And that's LeBron. And that's LeBron John. So he do everything. He's leading every step, every category, and and that's why you 
you don't matter what team you put him on, he he probably gonna be the best player on the team. Like even LeBron's seventeen year seventeen, Davis can still be the best player. He's only twenty six. These both these guys are under 26, 26 and twenty five years old. That's at least eight more years before we have to worry about like breaking down. I mean, Davis been hurt, but it's not like he he got a torn ACL. Like he's getting nagging injuries. That's that's okay. Man. He, he played eight percent of the games. He he's, he's good, and he and he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, man. So let's hit a quick recap, man. We got the eight no-brainers: Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, Dirk Nowitzki, Kevin McHale, Dennis Rodman, and Paul Gasol. Chris Webber has been elected. We also elected Draymond Green unanimously. Um, if they retire today, we think AD and Giannis would go in, and we left out. Chris Bosh, Sean Kemp, Amari, Lamarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, Kevin Love. So for the guys we named, where are they going, Kel? The upper room. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you sing it right there. <laughs> the, the upper room. That's Shout out to the GOAT, Eddie Murphy, man. Shout out to the GOAT. That's funny, man. Hey, so we didn't get a chance to get into the centers, man, but we will get to them next week. Um, hey, we're going we're gonna to finish our upper room series before the NBA comes back. We still got a week. So, uh, Preach Care Preach with Rashad, man. We out, man. Yes, sir. Stay safe. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Shop amazing specials now while supplies last at Macy's Gifts You'll Love to Give sale. Like great deals on coats for him and her from Calvin Klein, Ann Klein, and more top designers. Just $100 and under. Save big on handbags and wallets, now 40% off. And create a cozy retreat at home with 70% off warm throws and flannel bedding from Martha Stewart Collection. Now through Thursday at Macy's. Plus, get $10 in Macy's money for every $50 spent. Up to $40 Macy's money. 